Good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Wise of Future podcast with today's host, Barbara Lee. Good morning, everybody. I've come on today to share with you some tidbits that the Lord gave me concerning the Shumanite woman. God is so good. So many times we, we look at our situation and look at our circumstances and we wonder, why? Why haven't things worked out for me? Why, are things, why, why am I still in this state? So today's topic is called Build the Room. Yes, Build the Room. And the subtopic is the benefits of having the Shumanite woman type of character and perception. And this is part one of this message. So it all begins in 1 Kings 4, 8 through 25. But first, let's talk about what the word perception means. Perception means to have an understanding, an idea, good judgment, awareness, consciousness, sense, thought, a viewpoint, knowledge, or should I just plainly say discernment? So we're going to talk about the Shumanite woman. So let's talk a minute about you before we get into her. Your lack of discernment will cause you to miss out on being at the right place at the right time. Because if we cannot discern where we need to be and where we need to be going, we might miss out. The word of the Lord said, and you know it, in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord, and he shall direct thy path. Or, also, being misguided by someone who may attempt to sway you in the wrong way if you don't have discernment, if you don't have godly perception. Today, I want to talk about the Shumanite woman. The Bible states three things about her character that I love what a role model she was. First of all, she was married. She had no children, and the Bible describes her as great. Oh, my goodness. But my perception of her is this. It's all based on Scripture. Now, my perception is that she was a wise woman. She was a leader. She feared God. She respected her husband, and she was respected by her husband. And one thing I love, which I I think I am, she had vision. She was a visionary. Proverbs 31, 10 and 12 says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart, listen now, listen to this, ladies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Can your husband say that about you? Think about it. Think about it now. Even on your best days, can he trust you? Glory to God. Also, Proverbs 31 and 26 says, She opened her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom. Hallelujah. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. That means she gives wise counsel and instruction. See, this woman had a relationship with her husband, found it on. Listen, these three things are three T's. Trust, truth, and transparency. Transparency. Nothing was hidden. I want to say that again. Her relationship with her husband was founded on truth, trust, and transparency. 
You know, in the Song of Solomon 2 and 16, it says, My beloved is mine, and I am his. This was the type of relational understanding that they had between each other. Proverbs 12 and 4 says, in the English Standard, Standard Version, it says, the type of respect which they had towards each other was this, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is rottenness in his bone. What's an excellent wife? A woman that's first class, admirable, accomplished, distinguished. I hope all these characters are defining you this morning. 1 Timothy also says in 3 and 11 that their wives likewise must be, listen, diligent, not slanders, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. And also, Proverbs 11 and 6 says, a gracious woman retains honor and strong men retain riches. So I said all that because these are characteristics that I saw her as having and such a role model she was. So how did she get all this to be bestowed upon her? All these adjectives that describe her character and who she was. I believe she asked God. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. See, this perception, this, this great discernment that she had didn't just come to her haphazardly. I believe she asked God for it. And women, I want to say to you today, if you feel like you're lacking in any area of your life, I want to challenge you today to ask God. Ask God to give you just what you need. He is capable of doing that and more. So James 3 and 17 says, but the wisdom, see, this is the wisdom that we need. I'm, I'm talking about all this before we get to her and what she did. But the wisdom that is from, from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Okay, ladies, you, hear, you heard that. First is pure, is peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. Come on, we know the fruits of the Spirit. They're found in Galatians 5, 22, 23, without partiality and without hypocrisy. You may say, I can't get my husband even to take out the trash. Well, let's build a room known for a minister because this is what happened. El Elisha was coming through the town. He was, and she oftentimes saw him going back and forth, back and forth. And she said to her husband, listen, paraphrasing, listen, honey, we need to build him a room. Notice in the book of, in the Bible, it says, let us. She noticed that. Now, listen, you're probably thinking, me asking my husband to build another minister a room. But notice her characteristics that I talked about before. She had, she, her husband, the heart of her husband safely trusted in her. He believed that when she spoke, there was a reason for it. He believed that when she recommended something, he trusted in her because he knew her heart. She, he knew that she had a godly heart, a heart to please God and do the things that was pleasing unto him. So what did they do? They built a room. So I would like to pose the question, what can your husband get you to do? She wanted him to build a room. But what can your husband get you to do? Are you cooperating with him? 
Does he have to beg you for anything and add lots of honey on it like this? Darling, a honey bun, will you please fix me dinner? Or make me a sandwich, baby doll? Jeez, you married this man. Love him. Okay, okay, that's for another day. But love him. You must love him. So, before you go making false assumptions about this woman... Just know a real man isn't just a build a house. It just isn't going to build a house for another man to stay there. He's got to know that he trusts his wife in this venture or anything that she's going to do. So what did he do? Firstly, she constrained him to eat bread. She asked Elisha to come over, come and eat bread. Then each time he passed, he dined at their home. So that's what she did first. She first mentioned it to her husband. Then she asked him to eat bread. And so some of you would be like, I fed him last Sunday, and here he come again. Because after that, she fed him. Every time he came to the city, he dropped by. And so some of you would be like, we fed him last Sunday. He had pot roast one Sunday, fried chicken, steak, turkey, lamb chop, crab legs, and barbecue, and all the, all the sort. We're about, we're about to start serving sandwiches. You'll be wanting to downsize it because he's coming every time he come to town. And then you'll be quick to quote this, Proverbs 25 and 17. You would say, seldom set feet in your neighbor's house too much of, of you, and they will hate you. You'll be like, look, he, he, apparently he don't know the scriptures that where it says you don't need to be visiting too much. But at the end of the day, they never said that. They, they, they invited him in. They carried out the plan of God that was in the woman of God's heart. So they went ahead. They built it. He came. And during all this time, they didn't have any children. They had no children whatsoever. Nevertheless, with the time Elijah spent with them, she perceived and she said to her husband, say, listen, this was a watchful woman. She was watching she won't this just wanting to build a build a place on or or just invite him over just to, just to show the child or just to show what they had. There was a reason behind that. She wanted to accommodate the man of God. She wanted to make sure that she followed what God had put in her heart to do. And her husband trusted her that whatever it was that God had put on her heart to do, that he would follow through with her. And notice, even as you read this, each time she said, let us. She wasn't trying to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to get all the credit for this. You know, my husband's going to build it, but I'm going to let the man of God know what I did, this and that and the other. See, ladies, this is something you must learn to do. That even though you may be working in the body of Christ and you may be doing things, you got to acknowledge your husband. Yes, you got a pastor. Yes, there's a bishop. Yes, whoever it is is over in ministry. You got to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, that your husband is going along with you. And some of you may say, oh, listen, listen, Barbara, really? Really, do I have to do this? It's important because you're one. There must always be a oneness and an agreement with what's going on. And if you sought the Lord and did everything that he's told you to do, it's so important to know that whatever God's told you to do, it can come to pass and it's going to work out for the good. Make sure you're hearing God in everything that you do. Make sure that your husband is in agreement with you. Seek the Lord. Pray fast. And God will give you the directions and the things that you need to do. So, 
She said, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passed by us continually. Let us, both of them, make a chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us, both of them, set for him a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he shall come, we, then we shall turn, he shall turn into our home. He shall come here. And it fell on the day, see, Elijah didn't know this was occurring. And it fell on a day that he came there and he was able to rest. He was able to refresh himself. So the story goes on, if you're reading it along with me, that Elijah said to her, Behold, you've been so careful for us with all this care. What is it that we can do for you? Should I speak to the king, he said. Should I speak to the captain? And she was like, Look, I'm not looking to leave my home. I want to stay amongst my people. This is where I want to be. Then, he, then Elijah asked his servant, he said, what should we do? And the servant suggested, I know, we can ask God, we can pray that God give her a child, give her a son. So Elijah told her that in the next season that she would be with child, she would bring forth a son. And she said, Man of God, do not lie to me. Don't be telling me this, that I'm going to get a son. I'm old. I'm older. And my husband's even older than I. And I don't have any children. So it goes on and on. And eventually, when he comes back, she has a child. The man of God spoke the word of God over her, and she had a child. The child grew, and one day, the child had a headache, and the child died. And the Shumanite woman, she was so upset. She went before her husband, and she said, I got to go find Elijah. So she went looking for Elijah. And Elijah was at Mount Carmel. And her husband asked her before she left, well, well, it's not the time for him to come. It's not the new moon. It's not the Sabbath. I mean, he shouldn't even be in town. But the woman of God went to Mount Carmel and that's where he was. So he noticed that was her coming because she was in a hurry to get to him. And she told, he told his servant, go meet her and find out what's wrong. And so she went, and he told her. And before she went, she had laid her son on his bed in the room, in the chamber, whereby, you know, that she had built for him. Elisha came back with her and caused her son to live. He came back to life. I said all that about the Shemunite woman because I want you to get this on today. It is important to trust God. It is important to flow with what he gives you to do. You never know how you blessing somebody else will turn in turn be a double blessing for you. Holding back, refraining, watching other people, walking in hypocrisy and feeling like, well, oh, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to walk this out. I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go there. That's not going to be me. I want to encourage you. This message is, uh, is all, I would say in a nutshell, just to say, trust God. Trust the godly perception that God has given you when it's time to do things and to go forward in the things of God. Don't refrain from believing God. Don't wait for another confirmation. Some of you are holding back and saying, well, you know, I will do this, but I just need one more confirmation. And God has shared with you many times what you need to be doing. And you're waiting for another confirmation. What if she would have waited? She would have never, never had her son. She would have never been able to see the mighty act of God. Today, trust God. 
Believe that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you may ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Trust him. Trust him with the vision. Trust him with your dreams. Trust him. And I want to say to you that are married, it is so important that you come into agreement with your spouse, with your dreams, and with your vision. Come on. You don't have to be the head. The Bible already told us our place. But at the same time, God is able to grant unto you those things that you desire. Today, I pray that your perception is on point. I pray that your discernment is everything that God wants it to be. I pray that you will walk it out. Stop drawing back, not believing that God can use you in this season to carry out great things. Be encouraged on today and know that the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. God bless. Until next time. This has been another Wiser Future podcast. Thank you for tuning in and hearing today's word. We ask as you listen to this message that you would subscribe to our channel. And not only that, we ask that you share it with your loved ones, co-workers, uh, anyone that you come in contact with. And we'd be glad to give God the glory for your efforts. Tune in to another Why the Future podcast, and we're out.